On this episode, Charlie Shepard, my father-in-law, ruins our lives with John Wayne. What else is there to say? Chisholm. John Chisholm. Weary Saddleborn. Hi, I'm Jason Edwards. I'm Kelsey Goldman. And this is Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like. And your family. Or in this case, (laughs) forcing your family. Uh, Because in this episode, we have a special guest, as I said before, Charlie Shepard. Sarah, who has been on the podcast before and you may know is my wife. Uh, Her father uh, agreed to come on and talk to us about John Wayne, particularly three John Wayne movies, The Quiet Man... Chisholm. <laughs> and the Cowboys. So thanks for being here with us, Charlie. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We, we, we appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you. It's my privilege to be on the Jason and Kelsey Brock podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you doing it. We're happy to have you. Uh, and thank uh, you for uh, showing us uh, some of your favorite John Wayne movies. Oh, uh, there's many there. There's many more <laughs> after that. So say... <laughs> A big gap in my pop culture knowledge, so I was happy to fill it. Yeah, same here. Uh, I think all I'd ever seen all the way through was maybe uh, Stagecoach. Mm, that's, that's not one of his better ones. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, that's maybe one of the, uh, the more, one of the turning Early points ones. in the genre yeah. and for him, but it, it's yeah. not, yeah, I guess that's not one of his, his high points personally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Charlie, uh, can you tell us when roughly you dev- first developed your fondness for John Wayne? I uh, was 10 years old and went to a drive-in movie and they were playing Big Jake, which I didn't request you to watch because uh, <laughs> it kind of has good memories and bad memories for me because it kind of scared me at first because this guy got stabbed in the gut by a pitchfork. Oh, and, cool. Uh, but, uh, but he was rescuing his grandson from, uh, from Desperados. So, but that was my first introduction to John Wayne. Our whole family went and watched him. It was like a trio of three. three uh, it was a, the third movie was John Wayne. The other two I can't remember. Did you, uh, was it sort of an immediate uh, uh, fondness you, you had, or did it sort of take time for you to really go to appreciate his work? Uh, probably a few years after that, when I was probably 13, I started watching all of them I could find on TV because, you know, we didn't have, you know, VHS or DVDs back then, of course, when I first started watching them. So. Yeah, I didn't think about just, that. So yeah. was TV just your, your main access point for the, the older oh, movies? Yeah. Yes, that was it. And, and you didn't have AMC often? yet. Uh, yeah, they were on, uh, like, uh, late at night sometimes and sometimes on Saturdays, Saturday mornings was Westerns. So on your major networks back then. So, but it was, uh, just exciting to watch John Wayne cause he is America. He's a tough guy. I like watching tough guy movies. So I think Chisholm is probably cause we watched it first. Like that's probably the first like true Western I've ever seen. Really? Uh-huh. At all? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it wasn't a, a genre that I was exposed to for some reason. Well, uh, my kids were exposed to it because it, it was what they watched when they got sick, stayed home sick from school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes they pretended to be sick so I could watch John Wayne. <laughs> Is Sarah in the room? Can she confirm that? Uh, CJ could confirm it, but Sarah, no. <laughs> 
that actually sort of leads into my uh, my second question, which is sort of, I mean, you kind of already got into this. If you could sum up the appeal of John Wayne and his persona and his movies, at least his, the appeal to you, mm-hmm. uh, what would you, you know, how would you define that? Uh, I'd say the tough guy image, uh, standing up for what's right and, and going against what's wrong. I can't imagine John Wayne being a bad guy in a movie. <laughs> so he never was. So that sort of is, yeah, because I I knew that was sort of his persona going into this uh, mm-hmm. this, this view these viewings we did, but I never really realized how how well he he pulled it off. Like he's so charming, and you you really believe that. Like, and I'm sort of you know in this you know several decades removed in this very you know more cynical entertainment time maybe we could say but it's still really it, it works for me like when i start when i start these movies especially uh chisholm and the cowboys particularly because they're the westerns uh i really i yeah i i, I buy into it 100 percent. he's he's a good guy and i want to see him do well yeah and i feel like i was very surprised that like his his values and morals like line up with things i believe still because i mean these are thing, things change and we we believe different things like now necessarily but I think I was very surprised at how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like timeless, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. His, his yeah. sort of persona is. Um, yeah. Cause you expect it to be like, I, I, this is not going to be a thing where you sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. look back scornfully on old movies. I don't want to, that's yeah. not the vibe I'm looking for, <laughs> but you expect it to be a lot more retrograde and sort of like, um, outdated, mm-hmm. but it really, because the things he's, he's represents are like, yeah, like you said, doing the right thing, just mm-hmm. justice and you know well, moral fortitude. It, it it just holds up. Yeah. Well, I, I was reading about Maureen O'Hara, which starred with him in The Quiet Man. Mm-hmm. She played in like four or five different movies with him, and she she said when he died that America, part of America, died when John Wayne died. Mm-hmm. No. He was America. He was the United States of America. So he was that hero image. So. Um, I think that sort of brings us to where we wanted to go next, which was, well, it was The Quiet Man, which was uh-huh. the first chronologically of the movies we were uh-huh. assigned. Yeah, the, th- <laughs> the, three, the three movies we were assigned were, uh, we sort of already mentioned this, but we were assigned The Quiet Man and Chisholm and The mm-hmm. Cowboys. And mm-hmm. I figured the best way to do it is just sort of to go chronologically, even though The Quiet Man is um, a John Ford movie from the mm-hmm. mid-50s, I believe. 1953, yeah. 19, well, thank you, 1953. Mm-hmm. And it sort of is atypical, maybe not for John Wayne's actual career, but sort of the way I, or I guess a lot of people would envision it. Uh-huh. It's 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 not a Western. It's about a, well, could you, you could probably sum up the plot better than I could, honestly. Uh, well, he was a boxer that accidentally killed someone during a fight. He was Trooper Thornton, and he was trying to escape his troubles from the U.S. and hid in Ireland, because that's where he was born at originally, uh, his character. And actually, Maureen O'Hare was born in Double Island for real. Really? And when, they made, and when they made the movie, they actually used the extras or actual townspeople from that town. That's awesome. Wow. And because uh, I, I bought the DVD and, and watched the documentary, which I've read a lot about John Wayne movies, believe it or not. But anyway. <laughs> I'm and, getting that uh, impression. And uh, he, he was just, uh, it's a different side of John Wayne. That's why I wanted you to see that one. Because it's not like his war movies. It's not like his westerns. It presents a more softer side of John Wayne. That he was afraid that he was going to kill the guy he ended up getting a fight with. But then he his wife, his wife wanted her money. Not just the money, but the respect from her brother. 
and I guess you know toward the end. I, my favorite parts when he drags her back to the to the house and gives her back to the brother, and then and then they have their big fight. That's that's huge, and the whole town's involved in it. So, and all those people were actual townspeople from that town in Ireland, and that, it was nominated for five Oscars. Really? Yep. And won two Oscars: best director and best cinematography. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That so. yeah, that final fight is so it's, just, it's great. The whole mm-hmm. movie is so charming and a lot more yeah, yeah like I said low, low key and like you say mm-hmm. it's not the it shows you a different side of uh, John Wayne as an actor that he wasn't just you know he he didn't need that sort of mm-hmm. he didn't need to be in in a western setting and you know right. gunning people down necessarily to to work as right. an actor because he really right. he, this performance is great is great too. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it had a lot more like comedic beats than the other two. Oh yeah, yeah like even from like yeah. the opening scene at the train station, which yeah. I've like I really enjoyed that scene in general when yeah. he, like everyone's giving him directions because like that's such a relatable thing. I I think mm-hmm. at least maybe that's only where I grew up. It's like everyone argues on how to go places, but yeah, um, I love that scene. And and yeah. the whole the whole movie is kind of like those kind of like colloquial comedy beats. Yes. Yeah, it does have some comedy in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and another John Wayne movie is called uh, uh, McClintock, and CJ, mm-hmm. my son, wanted you to watch that one, but I don't. That's not one of my true favorites. But it's really comedy, and it stars John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara in it as well. Oh. Really? So it's how really many, funny. The whole movie is funny. How so, many movies did they do together? Uh, I think it was six or seven. Oh wow! The first one was she wore a yellow ribbon back in the forties, uh, oh, before geez. this movie. So oh, McClintock uh, ends in a exclamation so. point. No, it's gonna be funny. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, Kelsey has, has informed yeah. me that apparently McClintock is is pronounced McClintock. Yes, and we have that on uh, Blu-ray or DVD. I can't remember. So it's based on Taming of the Shrew. Oh, interesting. Yep. Wasn't the Quiet Man the the one that Sarah watched the most when she was sick and home from school? Yes, yes, that's the one she liked. That's Sarah's favorite one is is Quiet Man. Really, that that was her choice. When I mean, I guess this yes. sort of program of John Wayne on, yeah. on sick days was sort of a little bit imposed by you, I imagine. Uh, yes, because if you're home with me, you're going to watch what I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And, and and they sort of grew, grew to like it. I mean, just grows on you after a while. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really have a choice. <laughs> no, they really didn't. <laughs> I I can imagine. Do you know, like, I mean. It might even be possible to count. How many John Wayne DVDs and Blu-rays, et cetera, do you have in the in your house right now? Um, probably ten. Uh, and some of them got multiple movies on them. But I, uh-huh. but before that, I had VHS, and I probably had thirty. Oh, okay. So. That's that's more and the number I, I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but he's made over three hundred movies, I believe. I wow. think that's counting back to the nineteen thirties when he first started making movies. He was a football player at US, uh, USC or UCLA, one of those California schools. And his name, real name is, uh, I think it's uh, Marion, Marion Morrison or something. But he changed his name to the Duke so he could be an actor. <laughs> it's a good choice. <laughs> it's, not a, yeah. it's not his real name. So. <laughs> John uh, Wayne, that's his stage name or whatever. His so. real name is Marion Mitchell Morrison. Yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty great name, but I can see why if you were going to yeah, be an that's actor not a in the thirties, yeah, it's not a, not a good name for that persona. <laughs> uh, I was surprised to see just sort of doing some cursory research how many movies yeah that he was in. Yeah, and and speaking of the Quiet Man, how many movies John Ford made? Oh, with with him too. Yeah, he I, made I, another movie with him uh, called uh, when he was a C- Civil War general, the the uh, Horse Soldiers, I believe, is what it's called. 
Now, now none of these are like war. None of the ones we watched were war movies. I would say. No, no but, yeah, no. but John Ford made a lot of war movies, right? And he yeah, made he some did. With John, he made a lot of John war Wayne. movies. Yeah. Um, but so these these are a pretty good like understanding of what John Wayne is and his, his yeah. career. But are they? What is your favorite John Wayne movie? Uh, I don't, I don't know. There's so many I love. Um, Cowboys is probably my favorite, actually. Okay. Even though he dies at the end, it's my favorite. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I know. You saw that part, though. Uh, let's, let's he, you know, he only died in three movies. Really? Uh, the Shootist with Ron Howard was in that movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, uh, Sands of Iwo Jima, he died. His name was Sergeant Stryker. And then The Cowboys. That's the only three movies he died in. Huh. I've definitely seen the last uh, maybe half hour of The Shootist, because I think it was on uh, either by chance or... You know, being played off of a disc of some sort. Oh yeah. When I was at your house, maybe. Yeah, probably so. About six months ago, I think. <laughs> Pretty recently, I remember seeing that. Um, uh, also, he uh, played in a movie with Jimmy Stewart uh, really? called uh, uh, "The Son of the, the, Who Shot Liberty Valance" with Jimmy Stewart. I mean, Jimmy Stewart was in the Shootist too. And he was also in the Shootist. Yes, he was the yeah. doctor in the Shootist. That's a well, yeah. I, I, I guess that Liberty Valance is one of those ones I've sort of read about, you know, reading yeah. about movies for yeah. years and years. I've just never got around to seeing. And, and Robert Mitchum was in that movie with him too. I believe. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's big names. Yeah, Dean. Uh, another movie I like. I didn't. The, Son, the Sons of Katie Elder. That's a good one too. And and that's got Dean Martin in it as well. He's in Dean Martin movies. He was with Dean Martin a lot. So. Can I ask sort of the the reverse of uh, the question Kelsey just asked uh, mm-hmm. do you have a least favorite John Wayne movie uh, the uh, samurai oh he was a samurai it was terrible John Wayne yeah. should never made that movie he has a little mustache and wears a big dress on him and he just doesn't look like John Wayne I'm, Did, I'm sure he's sorry he made that movie as well <laughs> does he is he playing a, a, a Japanese character yes he Ooh. is I've looked, imagine the Duke trying to have a Japanese accent. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that's, that's oh. A, it was bad. You know, I mean, for all you've said, too, about John Wayne being just so, like, you know, quintessentially American. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems really not, not a good idea. Right? No, okay. no, I can no. see it, why, it not was... having seen it, seems like a strong pick for least favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Chisholm. Yeah, Chisholm. Shall we move Chisholm. on to Chisholm? Which, sure. uh, or as I will hear it in my head for the rest of my life, Chisholm. I'm John Chisholm. Very sad award. It's a, that theme song, you know, it's sort of, it's a little bit, you know, when you first turn it on, Sarah, you know, obviously had a strong reaction to seeing the Chisholm theme again. It's, it's kind of, it's, it starts off, it seems a little bit goofy, but it sort mm. of, it, it worms into your head so quickly. Yeah. And the opening sequence, well, all the paintings, um, that, that, that sort of scored to the Chisholm theme is, is pretty impressive for just how many like paintings they made and how everything is sort of, you know, composed against this theme song and sort of gives John Chisholm's backstory. My understanding of Chisholm was that when we were watching it, cause we watched it with Sarah and, uh, was, uh, that it's, it's pretty like standard Western. And there was a lot of sort of like Western shorthand that myself, having not seen any Westerns, was like, wait, what? Um, so that was that was a fun learning experience for me. Yeah, that was the term Sarah used, Western shorthand, to sort of explain yeah. how the movie moves through all these beats very quickly without explaining them in too much yeah, that's detail. Yeah, that's a good way, yeah. And that's the way the, really the old Westerns were, like uh, the ones with Gene Autry before that. 
which my dad used to go and see at the movie theaters back in the 30s. Can you sort of break down the plot of Chisholm a little bit? I mean, it gets a little bit complicated with the Billy oh, Billy the Kid stuff, but what is the overarching plot of Chisholm? Uh, well, Chisholm was there because Lawrence G. Murphy, he was trying to stop him from growing. But see, he didn't want to fight the expansion, but Murphy was doing it to try to squeeze him out, so he had to fight back. And and then and one of the scenes in there, Pepper goes, he wants to know what Pepper thinks. Well, it's going to be you and him head to head, and the whoever's left standing is going to take take the whole farm basically. So that's that's the basic premise of the movie is that he's trying to uh, he's pushing back against uh, against Chisholm, but he has to push back to keep his own because he was there first, and then Murphy's trying to do it the way illegal <laughs> justified justification. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 live in uh, New York City. We know all about people being pushed out of their homes. <laughs> I had a few lines that I remember from the Chisholm. I don't know if you'll remember them or not. Some of my favorites. Did you bring gold or silver when he wanted to buy his horse and cattle back? And John Wayne said, "No, I just brought lead." Yeah, no, I remember that. One. that was <laughs> I know, there's, there's, there's a lot of like for for like a movie from like the for a western from 1970. There's a lot of like snappy action hero mm-hmm. like one-liners mm-hmm. in this movie. It's great. Well, but I think there's some there's definitely the sort of snappy action hero one-liner probably originates with John Wayne. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think remember. Pilgrim originated with John Wayne. Oh yeah. I How think you doing, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, I think, said at one point. Um, he says. There's a line I don't want, I don't want to screw it up, but this is to my memory. He says, uh-huh. uh, "We may be neighbors, but we don't have to be neighborly." Yeah, I wrote that one down. That was my second <laughs> line. And, and Sarah said she had heard that so many times from you in her yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, I did use a few John Wayne lines. It makes me wonder. I mean, maybe Sarah's in the room and she could sort of signal the answer to this. Which is, uh, how, how many um, how many things do you think you've said to to her and to CJ that are just from John Wayne movies that they might not even realize are from the movies because they're so... How many things have I said that might come from John Wayne to Sarah and CJ? Uh, probably a half a dozen at least. <laughs> over, and <laughs> over and over again. More? Sarah says more. <laughs> uh, there was one at the end. It says, no law. There's no law west of Dodge and no God west of the Pecos. That's what Pepper says. And then John Wayne at the end says, no matter where people go, sooner or later there's God, there's the law. And sooner or later they know that God's already been there. Yeah, that sort of lays it all out. Yeah. yeah. I know when I was watching Chisholm, I definitely like, I wanted the um, the sort of prequel, like him yeah. like, move, yeah. moving out there. Yeah, that Pat story. Garrett and the, and the redheaded girl getting married. You could have <laughs> you could have Chisholm part two. But John Wayne never did a sequel. Never. never. He could have None had a sequel on Big Jake. Sequels. Big Jake, Big Jake could have been a sequel. But nowadays, if there was success like that, there'd be oh. one, two, and three. You know it. Yeah. They just didn't do that back then. Was not, um, wasn't, I may be misremembering this, wasn't Rooster Cogburn and the Lady a sequel to True Grit, kind of? Uh, yes uh, and no. It were, their two weren't really related at all. Oh. Because Catherine Hepburn was in the, the Rooster Cogburn. True Grit was with uh, Glenn Campbell. And the girl, I can't remember her name. Uh, but there was two different stories there. They were looking at for Le- Lucky Ned Pepper, the the guy that killed her dad. And they, of course, they did a reproduction of True Grit, the the remake, yeah. which was did really good as well. Yeah, I liked both of them, but okay. I still like John Wayne better. I mean, I obviously, guess, I'm just used to John Wayne, so <laughs> no one's gonna hold that against so, you. Yeah. <laughs>
the Cowboys, if we're okay moving on. Well, um, <laughs> Charlie, uh, I mean, we sort of uh, touched this a little bit already, but is there a reason you picked Chisholm aside from the fact that it's just sort of a very good overview of John Wayne in a standard Western? I just liked it because he kicked the guy's butt at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great when the, the climax the end of Chisholm when they when they set loose all those cattle. Oh yeah, that was great. And there's yeah, that well after, after the, that like day long siege. Well, there's this one line from Lawrence G. Murphy says, "I don't." Uh, John Wayne says, "I don't favor talking to vermin," but one of, uh, one time I'll, I'll I'll make an exception. He said, I, "And and if anybody touches my land or touches my cattle." I'm not coming to the president or the governor. I'm coming to see you. And the guy says, that sounds like a threat. No, fact. And then smacks him up. You know how his arm comes back and almost hits the camera? And it comes right back at his nose. You notice that? Oh, the uh, the uh, when he punches him out? Yeah, punches him out. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I saw he sort of yeah. nudges the other cameraman a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a sort of old-timey punching you don't see in movies nowadays. Oh, yeah, you don't see that anymore, no. Yeah, the, the fights in these movies are great. Yeah. Um, but if you notice that big head-to-head fight at the end, there's a double in there the whole time. Because every yeah. time they, they, get, they do a wide shot, you don't see John Wayne. You just see him on the close-ups when he's popping up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. He's I mean, 70-something years old when he made that yeah. one. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, did, it does impress me you know, as much as you know stunt work as there was um, to think about that movie. And then the Cowboys, too. How many live animals they had to uh-huh. wrangle for so many of those scenes. And what, what just what a pain that must have been. Yeah. Uh, also, John Wayne always, nobody ever set in for him on riding a horse. He always re- did all of his stunts on the horse I was going to ask that. Wow. Ever. That all seemed of like, them. That seemed like something he'd be really a... <laughs> he was very adamant. Not Nobody's yeah. going to ride a horse for him. <laughs> yeah. So. And that those scenes in The Quiet Man when he's riding the horse over like the oh, Irish yeah. countryside, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and Maureen O'Hare did, 95% of her stunts were done by Maureen O'Hare. And then drag it across the field. That was actually her. He was dragging across the field. Oh. <laughs> I, I I hope the John Wayne movies were enjoyable for you. I Did you yeah, enjoy watching them. Absolutely, yeah. Like I really, my yeah. my Chisholm was my favorite personally, just because uh-huh. it really. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of was diving you into the Western for him, genre. Didn't you? you? I started did, yeah, rooting I really, for him, though, didn't you? Yeah, I, I and thought, you even started yeah, rooting for of, Billy the Kid, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The pro- part of the problem was I knew just enough about Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett to, to sort of be confused. Yeah, that was but true, not, yeah. Not there was a little underlying much... truth. And actually, yeah. Henry Tunstall existed, too. And so did, so did Lawrence G. Murphy, and there was a Lincoln County War. Yeah, there was, there was, there's, some, it's, there's some basis, in fact, in, in that story, yeah. right? Yeah, there's some basis there. Yeah, probably more than there is, honestly, now, you know, movies now when they say based on a true story, which yeah. is usually... The, yeah. <laughs> So that, that's so. still I don't well, know. Well some, some of John Wayne movies weren't any truth at all in them. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I really liked them, and I really liked. Uh, I also enjoyed the Cowboys a lot. Yeah. Cowboys was my favorite. I think it's just because uh, the kids were very good in Cowboys. They are very good. Yeah. Um, I like the. I like a. I like a sort of um, team building movie. Uh huh. Like that's what that was. Yeah. I like like heist movies and stuff. It's like we gotta we gotta get the gang together. Yeah. And I like yeah. I like a movie like that. So I liked the whole uh, the whole setup of that. And I, I liked how the family said goodbye to him, Aww. the different kids, and then and then and then they said uh, uh, I like the scene where they all drink a little, drink a little, and they all get sick and have to oh, yeah. t- take the uh, what what they took uh, what they call it like a. I don't know medicine. I guess it's I don't some know sort of tonic he's, he's giving yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And then being be given them given to them by Nightlinger, my favorite character yeah, in the whole oh, movie. Oh, I love Nightlinger. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so fun. great. Um, so can you uh, summarize the Cowboys for anyone listening who hasn't seen it? Um, the best portrayal of John Wayne being a husband and a father to to those kids, a father to them, and trying to teach them about life and that uh, life's lessons sometimes are hard and sometimes you have to put yourself out there to protect the other ones you love. So, so And he did that the- at the end, so. Yeah, the whole um, thing is that basically all the uh, the cow the cow hands are gone for the they've gone oh yeah to they're all g- gold, gold gold a gold rush thing yeah so he has no one to bring his cows to to Belfort mm-hmm. yep so he has, <laughs> yep, he has to turn to a bunch of local schoolboys yep and one of them so short they had to raise the chalkboard up so he'd be tall enough for the line remember that, that part that was so cute <laughs> yeah that was very yeah. charming yeah. I was like I. I, he drew that line, and I was like, oh, wait, they raised the chalkboard up. He's going to be fine. Yeah, and I, and I also like the line where he's getting ready to leave, and, he t- and she tells, I'll think about you every night, and then John Wayne's like, you, you won't get a bit of sleep then if you think about me every <laughs> night. So there's a little little, uh, little uh, romance in there, too, you know? <laughs> they seem like so. they have a very uh, loving marriage. Yeah, I think like they really You really, you really feel the, the warmth between those two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I was impressed by how likable the kids are because sort of this was mm-hmm. the one I was not dreading the most, but sort of like mm-hmm. oh well, this is I got to watch this movie with all these all these kids in it because I assumed it'd be you know I don't know annoying the way kid, child actors can be sometimes yeah but but they're really not like this is also right. maybe part of how in in older movies they allowed child actors to express more than just being cute or precocious mm-hmm. the way they mm-hmm. sort of do now right so they actually just feel like tiny like you know. Uh, undisciplined somewhat obnoxious but just like little people yeah right <laughs> which well, is, this good is a different you know, time though you know because people got married younger than some people were married by the time they were 16 back in that day so you know that's true yeah they're so a little they, bit more mature probably by by age 13 or 14 they already knew how to ride a horse shoot a gun yeah you know, i mean it was a I different frame you know. so i didn't know how to shoot a gun at 16 so you know <laughs> I <did>. but uh, <laughs> uh i couldn't even uh, kelsey's tougher than her She's certainly tougher than I am. Oh, I'm from Kentucky and I went to camp. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where did you, where'd you go to camp? North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the John Wayne movie was just endearing all the way through it. And I kind of liked how the characters kind of intermingled before they actually became, they knew they were really bad at it. Remember how they came and tried to get a job from John Wayne? And he says, I, you know, I don't, I, I can understand a man, I don't like liars. Remember he wouldn't hire him? Yeah, the, the he, said he, guy, did, he, he didn't hold guy. jail against them, but he, did, he didn't. He would, didn't work Wouldn't, with liars. Correct. Yeah. correct. I was, I was, I was afraid for the kids that they were going to lose their jobs at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You were> <laughs> and then, John Wayne's going to hire these three, you know, strong older men to come work uh-huh. with him. Uh-huh. Nope, didn't nope. didn't play out that way. Didn't play out that way. And those were the villains. Yeah, they were the villains. Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. And there was actually a documentary I watched after the I watched that movie. and It's at the end of the Blu-ray, and Bruce Dern didn't want to be the guy that killed John Wayne. Oh. Because <laughs> he afraid he'd be hated by everyone. Oh, yeah, imagine Surprise. how that must feel, being, having to be that character. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> so. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the guy that killed John Wayne either. No, no, you don't want to be the guy and not shot, even like, that shot America. You know? <laughs> not, not even John Wayne in like in a war or whatever. Yeah, John Wayne yeah. like as a, a surrogate father to 11 yeah. children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Dern makes that character about as unlikable as you can make oh, it. Yeah, a character, he's though. good. He's, he's very really good. good. He's yeah, good. He was. There was a lot of good acting in that movie. Yeah. So. 
yeah it, yeah but yeah and I, like i said i was sort of surprised at how it sort of uh won me over gradually until i was really i was i was pretty moved when he you know i was surprised when he got shot you know and, mm. and dies and then he gives that very nice you know final right speech final to the, speech. the kids it's yeah. it's moving mm-hmm. I, and I also cried a little bit. yeah i also like the part where they tied up nightlinger and took the guns away from him. And they said, what are you all planning to do? We're going to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cried when they were bringing the, bringing the cattle into, into Belfort. Oh, yeah. That's oh, when yeah. I cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they finished the job. And they weren't Kelsey, cowboys anymore. They were cowmen, weren't they? They were cowmen. Mm. Yeah, look at their faces. Oh. The, they zoomed in on all their faces, if you noticed, in that yeah. part. Eleven little John Waynes. <laughs> yep, that's right. I, Kelsey was a little bit taken aback that one of the boys died. I was like not expecting that. Charlie, I have sort of a, a tangential question related to this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen Logan? No, I have not. CJ's wanting to go see it. Or okay. he might have seen it already, actually. I think CJ saw it. Okay, the Logan's can... the one with uh, Wolverine's daughter, right, supposedly? Yeah, it's, it's sort of the last Wolverine yeah, movie. I saw previews. It's, it's, yeah. it's very indebted to a lot of Westerns, especially, particularly Shane is a big thing. Oh, but, okay. I don't. I don't want to give. Like it's, it's sort of styled after a western. Oh, it's okay. Set okay. You know, in the world of the X Men. Sounds it's interesting. Got that sort of, uh, you know, grounded, little vibe old to school it. style. Yeah, but it yeah. has. I don't want to give too much away. But the 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 last maybe forty minutes of it and the the climax especially are having seen this. They are very indebted to the Cowboys. Oh really? Okay. There's a lot okay. of that in in Logan. So I recommend. Huh. I think you would like it. Oh, yeah. I'd like to go see that then. Yeah, sounds good. That counts as my recommendation for this episode, by the way. Okay. I'm not doing another one. <laughs> sounds good. So the Cowboys had a lot of a lot of kids in it. And did did any of the kids, like, were they, did they become Western staples? Like, they, I mean, they all obviously know how to ride and, and I mean, assuming they did their own stunt work, mm, but I feel like it'd be hard the, to the, find small stuntmen. I don't think any of them did, um, yeah. but I think the guy named Slim he was the one in the documentary they interviewed, so I don't know. Maybe he did some acting after that, but I don't think any of the other kids did anything that I know of. So, not yeah. as far as a western or any—I don't know what they did as far as I don't know where they. Uh, most of them, they said when they interviewed them, that was their first acting role. Wow, they, so, did, they did pretty, pretty good. impressive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess I would imagine they did much more western work because 1972 when this came out, right? Is that right? Uh huh. 72. Yeah. Yeah, that was sort of this was the tail end of westerns as a big genre in yeah in America. i think it was the last great western besides us uh, uh have you ever i don't know if you ever heard of silverado i haven't i, I don't it's think with I have. kevin klein kevin costner did that come out like more recently in, in uh yeah in costner, uh one of kevin costner's first movies really? i don't know what year i think it was uh, late 80s early 90s maybe hmm. and another good movie is tombstone with uh kurt russell as wyatt earp that's a good one are those your favorite sort of uh later Later no, ones, that's late, it. Later period westerns. That's the only two I've got besides John Wayne westerns. That tells you anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> they fit right in there with John Wayne, to my opinion. Oh, they wow. live up to John Wayne's reputation in the western. They come highly recommended. Yes. They come with the stamp of western approval. <laughs> Good to know. Um, I guess we count as his recommendations for the... <laughs> yeah, can, we count, can we count that as your recommendations? So. Uh, that, as far as that, but John Wayne movies, I would watch McClintock, which is okay. funny. And I'd watch Big Jake because it's about like Chisholm, though, <laughs> in some respects. And I think I, I mean, think th- I, I, I think Kelsey would enjoy McClintock. I mean, Shakespeare in the Old West is that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
were McClintock and Big Jake sort of like, would that have been your next round of assignments for us if it yeah. hadn't been these three uh, movies? Yeah, Big Jake, McClintock, and I threw Sanzo Yojima in there. Just oh, yeah, to have a we war did, movie. We didn't, yeah, we didn't get the you war, war uh, John Wayne. I think Sanzo Yojima would have, uh, there were slow spots in that movie, but he was also endearing in that movie as well. So he actually helped out people that, that needed help So along the way. But he was struggling with his own problems because he was detached from his son during the movie. But then he ended up guiding these other young men to make the right decision about their lives where he made the wrong decision. That's what Sanzo is about. It's not really a war movie. It's got other things involved in it. That's, I what, I, that's what I like about John Wayne. But anyway. There's a lot of, it sounds like there's a lot of um, sort of very, very deep down moral lessons you've sort of taken from these movies. There's some I, know this, I mean, I, I, I like it. I like, I like sort of seeing this because I maybe yeah. would have not uh, noticed that, that level of, the, of content to them, but it's some, some very, uh, some real stuff in there. So mm-hmm. I have a, a query. Um, <laughs> a lot of the, the movies we watch at least are at least like somewhat older John Wayne. I think The Quiet Man is when he's at his youngest and he's still like, I think, you know, at least it seems like he's, he's not like the youngest marrying age. He's like, you right. know. A little bit past his prime. Yeah, we we watched mostly like middle age and, and later. Later, John, John Wayne. He was forty right. something, I think, during the filming of uh, Quiet Man. He was forty five, wasn't he? I think. So what? Um, is young John Wayne like? Is that a different a different sort of um, feel? Is it more? He's not quite as polished. More... He's not quite as polished. I don't think the he was a little younger in Sands of Iwo Jima, and uh, he had, actually had a fighting CB movie. He had a bunch of war movies there back to back. Because right after World War II, that's what everybody wanted to see, you know. And then the westerns flowed in I, there too. I just so. like from having seen this, I can't imagine him as like a, like a young man. Mm-hmm. Like he just seems very fatherly to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't as fatherly in Sons of Katie Elder, which was a newer one, and uh, Sands of Jima and Fighting Seabees. He was in that movie, and uh, before that was like I think I think you mentioned earlier the Stagecoach. I think it was, and she wore a yellow ribbon. That was a younger movie for him, but he wasn't fatherly in that one at all. So you might say his his persona was wasn't quite as well crafted when he was younger. It's no, no, took he a little wasn't. time to really. I don't think get he that was. Classic John Wayne feel. Yeah, because I've watched a bunch of them. So <laughs> that, that's, an, that's an understatement. <laughs> and uh, Debbie's favorite, my wife's favorite, Debbie is uh, Rooster Cogburn. She loves the interaction between Catherine Hepburn and, and John Wayne. So. That does sound. I would really like to see that now. Yeah, knowing a little bit she, more about I think John Wayne. she might have been nominated for an Oscar for that movie because she was really good. Uh, Charlie, is there anything else you wanted to? Uh, anything you had on my, your mind that you wanted to say about John Wayne? Uh, just I think uh, I wish more people like your age would actually be ex- would be willing to watch a John Wayne movie. What where, do you think would have to happen to make that happen? Uh, maybe a more. Uh, maybe be promoted more. John Wayne's not really promoted anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If your parents didn't watch him, you're probably not very likely to watch him, you know? Cause like CJ and Sarah's age, that, that crowd doesn't really know what John Wayne is, you know? And they might like him if they tried it, you know, do the you special, think that, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you think that people went back and watched the old true grit after the new true grit came out? Like, mm-hmm. do we need more John Wayne remakes to get people watching the original? Yeah, it might help. Doesn't yeah, they, they, right, they're but... thinking about remaking Big Jake and really? the Cowboys. Is, Cowboys was supposed to have been remade, but they never did it yet. I feel like Cowboys would I, I think you'd ruin so Cowboys well. if you started again. Yeah, because you would have but... to. Because the way kids are treated in film nowadays, it would be a whole different 
feeling yeah. it, it might not carry they'd be, through they'd be older they'd be the older. actors would be older yeah. they wouldn't be allowed to yeah. be as like sort of gritty and mm-hmm. they would probably wouldn't be able to drink no probably not <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's sort of a sort of a stigma for a lot of people against older movies i guess and especially movies that genres like the western that maybe are unfairly viewed as as you know, like I said, outdated, old-fashioned mm-hmm. in, in a negative way. And there's, you know, older movies, there's always going to be some things that make people uncomfortable. But there's obviously also, like, a lot of really genuinely good, still uh, relevant stuff that still works really well back there. So I do, I don't know, I, I hope people don't look at John Wayne as, and like, an outdated uh, figure that is not worth revisiting. I would hope well, that would not happen. Yeah, I think, I think more people... Uh... Clint Eastwood kind of revitalized westerns after John Wayne, but I just never, never caught on to Clint Eastwood. I think if, uh, if people like Clint Eastwood, I would see why they wouldn't give John Wayne a shot. You know, apparently they made him. a a TV series of the Cowboys. Oh, did they? Yeah, like, I didn't know that. In like 1974, like really. Oh, really? Really soon I after it came that. out. The impression huh. I got was that they started producing and then sort of mid production they. Chopped the length of the episodes from an oh, hour really? to half an hour, yeah. so it didn't oh, wow. didn't turn out very well. Was it the same it kids or different same, kids? The same boys. Oh, did it? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. But I think the first time you watch Cowboys, it will bring you to tears at the end. I don't care. Oh, I cried. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think anybody <laughs> I cried would. several so. times. <laughs> yeah. well, it doesn't take much to make Kelsey cry. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> poor Kelsey. Um. <laughs> She's got tender heart. I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Well, if that's uh, if you, there's nothing else you want to say, Charlie, we we can let you go. Okay. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and and uh, if you ever do a Back to the Future trilogy episode, let me know. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, we, we'll get a we lot will. On I that. I still haven't uh, watched the third one, so I'm still not done. Hey, you you, you have you have missed the best one. I was waiting to watch the third one with Sarah and Charlie. Okay. Well, I will argue the third one is definitely not the best one. But oh, you don't like it. It's I guess, it's very western, I but guess. We, we should Yeah, it is western. Right See, that's why I liked it. <laughs> I have a question. Sarah's got a question. While What's I was qu- gone, did we talk about Burning Daylight? Oh, I didn't even think about <laughs> no, that. Burning Daylight? Burning Daylight. Oh yeah, I used to thing. say that all the time, Burning Daylight to the kids. We're Burning yeah. Daylight. And one time we went on a trip and Carrie and Brittany were going with us to Florida. And uh, I said, if you ain't here at, uh, what was it, 6 o'clock? I said, you're getting left. And I, we were getting in the car, getting ready to pull out of the driver. Here comes my sister with her two kids. <laughs> she didn't believe me. Burn daylight. I mean, Burn is that, daylight. Is, is that the origin of that? Oh, yes, it is. Yes. That's the origin of that colloquialism? Yep. From Cowboys. Yep. Really? Which is sort of, because it's sort of, you know, Sarah adopted it. And then I sort of heard it from her a lot. <laughs> Particularly well, when you I know, used to be, uh, another favorite little... line from the Cowboys is a big mouth don't make a big man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Think about that, Jason. I didn't get that very much. I've gotten uh, burning burn daylight a lot from Sarah, especially when I used to oversleep a lot. And I, I would so. say that John Wayne started the line, boy, you're really starting to piss me off, but he didn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, sort of, that's sort of within the general... You know, milieu. That was my original, like actually. Feeling. I just assumed that Burning Daylight was just like something that people said. I didn't realize it had Oh, no, originated. it's John Wayne. It's like, oh. how you doing, Pilgrim? That's John Wayne, too. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has such a particular cadence. It's so and, and did And did you notice in every movie when he said thanks, he said it exactly the same way? In Quiet Man, they kept dumping the water on him. And in the, and in the Chisholm, 
when they helped him out, he'd say thanks. He said it the same exact way in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a super cut on YouTube on that somewhere. And if you Listen. notice, he walks the same way in every movie. He walked the same way in all three movies, even Quiet Man. He walks like a cowboy. Same strut. Same mm. strut. Listen, if you find a good way to say the word thanks and a good way to walk, why change thanks. it? Why change it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, I, just, I needed to make sure it was brought up since I say it to you all the time, Jason. <laughs> yes, thank About you. Now I know daylight. the origin of that. Yep. So that, was, yeah. Now you can thank John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John Wayne. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Charlie, for doing this again. We thank appreciate you, it. Special thanks to Danny Abowd of the Weeping Village for use of their song "Outside in the Rain" from their self-titled album. And special thanks to Carly Sussman for designing our logo. And uh, if we've brought any, in any new listeners with our big-name guest, uh, please rate and review please. us on iTunes if you get the chance. That would be awesome. It'd be great for us. It'd be great for you. You'll feel good having done a good thing. Or, you know, just recommend the podcast to a friend. Oh, yeah, you can also tell real-life people that you like it. Real life is a thing. Yeah. We don't just exist on the internet. If you like it. Now, see, the thing is I encourage lying when people are rating and reviewing us on iTunes. But if you like it, tell other people. Yeah, you don't have to spread it around if you don't like it. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, please review us on iTunes, though. Yeah, yeah. Saying that you liked it. Is that clear? Yeah. Did I get all that across? I think so. Okay. Wasn't confusing or anything. No, people get it. Our listeners are smart. I hold our listeners to a higher standard. They're very smart. They're smart people. We, we don't need to lead them along by, by the hand. This, this podcast is like the wire of podcasts. <laughs> anyway, I've been Jason Edwards. I've been Kelsey Goldman. And until next time, happy, happy holidays. holidays. Chisholm, John Chisholm. still keep going on can you still keep going on i'll see you later bye. okay bye <laughs> signing off here's sarah you want to talk to sarah sure hey put okay. sarah on <laughs> hey. hey hey sarah, sarah. how are you guys good. good how was your trip i'm uh, hold on i'm gonna stop recording we don't oh, need okay. to record this